0: to the Chris and Sam podcast, pull up a bar stool and join us
1: for a random conversation guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 455 of the Chris and Sam podcast. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness technology and life brought to you via the power of Zoom. Yes, yes.
0: And I am so far behind. I've still got to find things and so take it away, Sam.
1: Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, you remember when we went to Field Days a couple of years ago and we saw a um a product called Vince. Yes. And-
0: I think I may still have some in my freezer.
1: That's <laughs> that I've never opened. I thought it came in a packet. Oh, anyway, no, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, it's mushed up vegetables. It's an alternative to mints. It tasted really good. Uh it's dehydrated, I think. You just add water. And so that was pretty cool. Uh, I came across a story the other day about them. They basically it sounds like they've changed their marketing a little bit. So it sounds like they've been telling people um to add it to mints to pack out your mints Uh, so that's okay Yeah, which is fine they um, want to get onto supermarket shelves Um, so to do that they need to up their production and to do that they got to get a giant chopping machine so currently it sounds like they have some um, they've built a relationship with a team uh, from a group called Taimahi, and I think that is um, young adults with disabilities and it helps them get some job training. So these guys are chopping the vegetables up and this machine will allow them to chop up more vegetables and then Vince can be uh, put onto the supermarket shelves. So they're crowdfunding for $25,000 to get a vegetable chopping machine. Okay. I don't know how I feel about it. That does sound... Like get a loan like you're a business, yeah, it just I don't know it seems like a weird like love the product love the people I just think it's a bit weird um there's one month left they've got almost five thousand dollars out of their twenty five thousand dollar goal so um I don't know I think if I if I had spare money to um throw at a some sort of fundraising thing, I don't think it would be for a company to get a vegetable chopping machine
0: what are they giving for that is it is it is it, is it, is it are they getting a um it's, it's not no, no
1: no no you get an ebook and a bag of vince um or another it depends how much you think um yeah so you the biggest one is you might get some uh vegetables and a whole bunch of the vince product hmm yeah Okay. Bit weird. Talking about crowdfunding, um, the podcast Guilt Finding Heidi, oh, yeah. they have a crowdfunder going because he has decided to raise a reward. He wants to raise $10,000 um, over the next three months.
0: So that's if, a reward for information leading to type stuff.
1: Finding the body, yes, or the remains. Right. and. um no questions asked basically but they have to have these certain criteria and one of them is they cannot be a psychic or a weirdo basically and um <laughs>
0: psychic Sorry. yeah he yeah, says yeah. no
1: no psychics cuz you're just going to be throwing darts at a board if if there is no information that leads to it he's going to refund everybody their money
0: oh, okay
1: but the funny thing is they had to put put a pause on the facebook group because it was basically getting so toxic with all these people just arguing so more episodes okay. are coming there's a four four or five more to come um he's been talking to interesting people and um he just goes i think this reward might help bring some people out of the woodwork
0: go 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 um so i uh, I, I just want to say just so people know what's going on i'm doing a three-day event and i'm in the middle of it and this is a lunch break uh, i've got a 26 minute lunch break i'm um, putting a 30 minute podcast in it so that's cool i'll be a bit late back i don't care that's all good but um i, I have to say um I gotta tell you a story. I gotta tell you a story. I caught up with Carolyn, uh, my friend Carolyn. Uh we've been friends since uh oh, freaking since I was like 18 or something like that. Um we were fl- flatmates back in the day. Yeah. And so we've known each other a long, long time. So Carolyn comes down, she'd just been on holiday for five weeks, just you know, Malaysia and, and Indonesia and Bali and bits and pieces. So that was cool. So she's looking suntanned and relaxed. I was not, but that's all right. Yep. And we went to Two Birds Eatery. Do you have you ever been there?
1: Yeah, I've been there with you once before.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's could. in the
1: corner of yeah. the Clyde shopping thing on the corner.
0: Yeah. So we were out the back in the, in the um, garden sort of area. Yeah. So we've got a nice little garden area. There's birds around and all the rest of it. And I'm facing her and I'm talking to her. And this bird, I, I saw it on the ground, but it wasn't there when I sat down. So I think this bird flew into the wall and broke its neck.
1: And oh my gosh. Ground. So yep, I see this
0: bird and I'm sort of talking to her and keeping one eye on the bird. I'm not going to mention it. There's sort of, you feel a bit bad when something like that happens, right? You just do, but I'm not going to mention sure. it. And then this woman comes and she's sitting there and she sit, looks down and she sees the bird. And then I'm like, what is she doing? <laughs> so, so she gets, a, she gets a serviette, and she picks up the bird and I'm like, is this the point at which I mentioned to Carolyn that this weirdo behind her is picking up the dead bird off the floor? But then she goes over to the garden, and then I'm going, All right, I've got to mention it to Carolyn. Okay. But then she goes, Does back she just to put the it? table? And I'm like, Oh, so she's just like dumped the bird there? Yeah. yeah. Like, nope, she's getting a spoon. And then she goes back to the garden. She starts digging a crate for the bird. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, what? I can't I, I keep my face straight in this this woman is in the back of the, there's people sitting in the, all these picnic tables eating and that and she's digging a a, a, a grave, grave with a spoon for this dead bird. <laughs> I'm like, Carolyn, um I was gonna say don't look now, but you have to. Ah uh, chicks digging a grave with a bird. I explained the whole thing. She goes, Does that mean they can't call it the two bird eatery anymore?
1: <laughs> this is this is one of those things. <laughs> This is one of those things that happens where I'm just like, are they non-playable characters? What is going on?
0: She did look a little, um, how do you say that? Not 100% with it, you know? Mm. Yeah. She did look a little bit that way. Although I, I thought she looked that way. And then somebody came and joined her and she was more animated when she was talking to them after the bird had been resolved. So I don't know. I don't know. It was a bit, it was really weird. And I was like, yeah, I think I'll mention that in the podcast.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, talking about birds, have you seen what John Oliver's up to?
0: Uh, I haven't seen that. I-, I actually voted for it because you pe- sent it through, and I meant to watch it, but I never got a chance because, um,
1: yeah. Okay, just, yeah. So so Forest and Bird normally run a Bird of the Year competition, which is quite popular with some people, um, but it's their 100th year, so they're having Bird of the Century. There's 75 bird species up for the title. Uh, voting closes on November the 12th. So head to their website. Uh, but yeah, John Oliver, the t- uh, late night talk show host, I'm he's, a
0: big fan, huge fan.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He they he's launched a global campaign for a bird, which I'm going to butcher its name. Uh, the putty putty I don't know which. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so he wants it to win. So he's put billboards up all around the world. He's oh, crashed. Really? Oh yeah. Like Paris, Mumbai. Um, there's going to be a mobile ad in London, an ad behind a plane in Brazil, uh, stuff in Wisconsin in the US, Tokyo, there's four billboards uh, and there's trucks driving around saying vote for this. He's broken their website. So they've got that back up and running. They've said all votes will be counted. uh, So that's good. Uh, VoteThisBird.com is where you need to go. VoteThisBird.com. Yeah, I just love how he just goes full freaking right into it.
0: (laughs) Can you just imagine that it's just that budget thing, right? Just having that. If the Chris and Sam podcast had a ridiculously unlimited budget to do something random, I mean, it would be cool as hell, but I just don't know that I want that responsibility.
1: <laughs> I wonder what ideas his team and him don't go through with. Yeah.
0: Like, oh, he, like
1: yeah, and, and it's got to be a team thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah.
0: No, that's cool. That's cool, yeah. So I, I it, it was interesting. The one thing I really like about that particular bird, and I'm not going to even try and say it because I don't have it right good. in front of me.
1: good. I um, know. It's, it's that- a tough one.
0: Is that it um swims around with its chicks on its back.
1: That's right, that's right. It says that that's in the cool. article. That's yeah. why he quite likes it. And it also does uh uh that's the f- Yeah, he, he goes, I want it to do to other bird of the century candidates what it does to fish in New Zealand's lakes, eats them alive and then throws them back up in a ball of feathers. Because frankly, there is no bird on earth more deserving of the title of bird of the century than this one right here. Uh and he had a large inflatable version of that bird in his studio.
0: Oh my god! I've got to. See.
1: Someone has to go make it. I, I've um, got to
0: see this thing because it's quite a unique looking bird,
1: too. It um, is. It is.
0: All right, moving away from that. Uh, I, I have you heard this? I think the story's been around a bit, so maybe you have. The, this Italian mother has won a court case against his, her sons to evict them.
1: I saw, it? I saw the headline, but I didn't really know what was yeah, going on. Yeah.
0: So a 75 year old Italian woman sued her two sons, aged 40 and 42, after repeatedly asking them to move out and live more independently. And they refused. <laughs> but they both got jobs, but they won't put any money in. The children refused to move out while their mother was doing all the cooking and cleaning at her own expense. She tried in vain to get them to leave, telling the local newspaper, neither of them wanted to know. Um, she got so tired in the end, she decided to sue them. Okay. They both got jobs, but they just won't do any household chores and they won't add to pay any of the expenses. If you're 40 and you've never paid any bills, this is just blowing my mind. Because I I was flatting by the time I was 16. I don't know what that would be. They're just oh my god.
1: They seem like a bunch of losers.
0: Uh yeah, I would say so. But yeah, um the 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 judge agreed with her and went, "Yep, you got 30 days, you're out or something along those lines." But you anyway, know, okay, I, I just it just cracked me up.
1: Uh, I've got a tech story for you. And it's involving a little tiny town in Taranaki called Inglewood. Inglewood? Yeah.
0: Okay. Why does that sound familiar? All right. Carry on.
1: They have the country's most sophisticated AI-assisted laundromat. So this company does commercial laundry for a whole bunch of places. And for some reason, the guy goes, oh, I saw this machine in Denmark like six years ago when the machine was in development, like hadn't even been made six years ago. And he thought that's what we're going to do. Uh, um, It cost uh, about $5 million to revamp the whole area. And one machine that separates garments and sorts them out cost $2 million just by itself. Right. It's crazy. Yes. No redundancies. So they've kept everybody on board. They have about 300,000 pieces of items that go through it. 50 tons of laundry a week goes through this factory. Um, so that's pretty cool. When Americana is on and WOMAD, big events in the Taranaki district, they get up to about 70 tons of product. The machines can do a whole bunch of stuff. They can do up to 800 thousand towels an hour. Which is crazy. Like it's this huge production thing. Everything has a microchip in it, so they're tracking it. So I was gonna f- ask,
0: how the hell do you find anything?
1: No, after fifty washes, it downgrades it from five stars to three stars. After another fifty washes, it goes from three to one. And then after that it'll go to be made into rags. They've got two engineers on site that are employed to fix anything that's problem uh problematic. They'll diagnose the problems online if they need to. So engineers from around the world can come and check on it and go, oh, yep, this is what needs to be done. They did have one machine break, and because they're so big, they had to remove the roof and then crane it out. Big investment, but this guy seems to think it's worthwhile. They're, they're going through some stuff. Like,
0: yeah, we, cause, that's bizarre, man. Inglewood. Because you'd think like, oh, yeah, if they're in, I don't know, Auckland somewhere, that might make some sense. But you know what i mean
1: i know i mean are the other laundromats creaming it and just using like really cheap labor i don't know like it, it's well, boggles it's boggling my mind no
0: redundancy
1: so yeah but he must be making a fair whack of money i guess yeah yeah I, don't know. Well,
0: I, I know i know um dry cleaners make a bunch of money dry cleaners do okay um, yeah I, yeah um Hmm. Anyway, okay,
1: cool. So That's pretty cool. They've got like arm um, like robots moving all the stuff around and
0: is there um, a video of it in operation or anything
1: like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I might have link, to have a
0: watch of that later.
1: Yeah. There's a little video talking about them and their five million dollar revamp.
0: Cool. I've got a I've got a random thing as well. Mm. Uh, it's in Northland. Um, and there's a good link in there that we'll share from um the Radio New Zealand. Um, but basically, yeah, perfect combination, kitten yoga.
1: Okay. So forget okay. the
0: downward dog at one Northland yoga studio. It's all about kittens. So yoga and fris- frisky felines might not seem an obvious combination, but for the owner of Yin Side Yoga near Pai here in the Bay of Islands, perfect match. So okay. she's she, Francie Long's a, a volunteer with the local coast to coast cat rescue. And the, the sessions are fun, but they, they serve a, a serious um, purpose. So basically, she doesn't even charge for the yoga. You just turn off oh. to yoga. But there's kittens everywhere because they're okay. all rescued. Um, and so far, this little combination has homed over a dozen abandoned, rescued, or unwanted kittens. Uh,
1: that old trick, yeah. The because
0: end- and there's some yeah. rules. I love this. There's some rules. Okay. So so basically, she said she'd fostered kittens for um 30 or so kittens herself i love kittens and i love yoga so i thought it was a good mix to bring the two together to raise awareness and fundraise for fostering um so there i think there might be a koha for the um yoga that goes okay but basically you start doing the yoga and the rule is kittens can do whatever they want and if they lie down on top of you while you're in a pose you don't move till the kitten moves (laughs) okay (laughs) and things like that it's it's got some great photos um so definitely check that out i think it's brilliant so um long said it's one of the challenges of kitten yoga if a kitten fell asleep on you in mid pose you might have to wait for it to wake up before you can change position um they're very quiet so you don't know they're around sometimes maybe it's only when you roll out of a pose or you hear a meow or feel a scratch telling you yeah, don't move.
1: <laughs> they uh, they do look like crazy cat people in the photo. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, hopefully, it doesn't smell because there's a there's a cat cafe in Rotorua. Yeah, it's just full of cats, and it's just I don't like the idea of it. Um, I did see on uh, Instagram Reels though the exact same concept, but with Bernese Mountain Dogs puppies.
0: Okay, are they the ones with no hair? No, that's something different.
1: Oh no, no, there's a big. Uh, Black, white, and tan um, big dogs when they're fully grown, they're huge.
0: Oh, right, right, right.
1: They're sort of like mm-hmm. um bit smaller than uh, um, St. Bernard, I guess. Right, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. yeah. But uh, the puppies, I saw people doing like yoga and stuff with these puppies. Same concept, I guess.
0: Cool, cool, cool.
1: You've got jail bait entry here. I had to add that in. You added oh, yeah. that. In. You said add it to the list while we we're in a meeting.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. Um, why did we, why did I say that? I well, said it because he spelled it wrong. <laughs> I don't
1: agree yeah. On. There was, there was a, there was a error spelling error and there's two versions of this film, apparently. Oh yeah. So, I picked up on that the other week, but I didn't understand what they meant because I said something, uh, I think it was to Paige and I said, Oh, I have out with jail page. She goes, Oh, which one? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I didn't know what. Or whoever said it, and I was like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, because I would have thought she meant which film?
1: Yeah, some, it was something Broadway. like that. Yeah. No, there was something weird, and I was like, oh. So it sounds like one of them didn't work or was stuffed up or something.
0: Yeah. It sound, well, I do know he was going to try a couple of different. So he originally did the one shot for a particular.
1: That's uh, right. Thing festival, we
0: took all those extra shots so I could do an edited version.
1: Ah, yes, so I
0: presumed the edited version was the one he was going to send through, but I am a bit disappointed. She goes, Oh, no, the version you're in doesn't have you. I'm like, I'm the only other person in it. (laughs) I don't know, me out of a two person film. What the hell?
1: Or they reshot it,
0: yeah. Well, um, oh, yeah, maybe they reshot it,
1: but yeah, maybe. Because, uh, anyway, uh, last weekend, Chris, the Festival of Weird was on in Hamilton.
0: Festival of Weird? Yes. In Hamilton.
1: And yes. so we didn't know about it because why? Oh, ex- uh, yeah, exactly. That's what's pretty much going to say. I may have heard about it last month. I completely forgot. I don't know what happened. I didn't see anything shared by anyone anywhere. I think it was a whole week thing leading up to last weekend. Oh. So... Um, They've, they had a whole bunch of stuff on with performers and things on all over the place. So uh, maybe if it happens again next year, we might head along to it.
0: Yeah, uh, it sounds like a great place to take a microphone and interview some people.
1: Sam, that's right. If- that's right. That's what we like to do. Um.
0: <laughs> hey, um, I got a bit of a techie thing. If you want to click on the link for the um, the flood, yep. Closing self-closing floodgates, just so you can see the video. Um, it's it's LinkedIn, so you just see a LinkedIn video in there. Now this oh, yes. is brilliant. This is brilliant. So it takes oh. a bit of engineering, and you put the um this this thing around your area or your city, your yeah, your property or whatever. And as the water level rises, so you've got water, you know, got drains and all the rest of it, as the water level rises, this barrier floats up and it locks in so that it can stop the more water coming into this area
1: yeah so yes. it'll,
0: it'll flood a little bit and then it'll just stop the majority of the flooding behind it um i just looked at it and went this is genius i mean there's no doubt a bunch of cost involved in putting that in but then when you think about how much money it saves um, and you know, used strategically in the right buildings and what have you, it, it's well worth the expense. Um, we'll, we'll see if we can share that uh, link in the show notes because I, it's mesmerizing just watching it. I'm actually just um, sorry the video is so short. It should yeah yeah it should be longer, so, and it really needs a little bit more explanation because I watched it like four times trying to figure out exactly how it works.
1: Yeah, no, it should be a video more on it uh it's always interesting about reading the comments on these things people are like you know how well will it work after 10 years of gravel and leaves and crap in it and they're like well maintenance is the key there um what about your neighbors um don't worry about that they'll just get flooded you won't yeah but like you said certain areas there's a picture here where it's on like a seawall edge yeah that could potentially work but it'd be funny if like the they, they engineered it wrong and the water keeps coming in and out with the tide and this thing just keeps going up and down (laughs) all day long up and down i mean it's doing its job but um yeah i know it's interesting and there's a there's a shot where it's been put like right next to a new building like a new house build it looks like but like you said the video is way too short so um we'll try and track down a better video of that hopefully for you
0: yeah 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 because it's pretty cool
1: that's everything what's nasa has found the mother of all space navigation solutions
0: yes let's talk about that next week Mainly okay. I to reread it, and I'm like, I
1: can't remember. You're like, it's too complicated to figure out right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, okay. So the 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 thing was, I just never really considered how hard it is to navigate in space.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just saw you've got
0: that. No fixed point of reference.
1: No, not really. So no.
0: Effectively, all this is is it's like Google Maps for the stars, so that you can look at all the constellations and work out where you are, which is pretty much what the Polynesians did when they were doing the Pacific and back in the day, uh, yes. you know, but, but they have to navigate via that in a three dimensional space uh, in space. Yes. So they've had a lot of trouble. So they, they think they've worked it out. I will be, honest i started reading it. i was going wow i never even thought of this this is really interesting and i couldn't get my head around it i think i was just too tired when and i went i'll put it in the show notes we'll talk about it when i've looked at it and of course i've not looked at it so it's
1: it's pretty it's a pretty it's not it's not the most technical uh story um so this goddard image analysis navigation tool which is called giant um it needs a picture of the target, and then it can determine the distance. Uh, the mass and centre of a spinning object and even identified landmarks on the surface of a celestial body, then three-dimensional maps of potential landing zones can be generated, complete with potential hazards. That's pretty much it, in a nutshell. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's good. About,
0: ha- put the link in the show notes. People can read it themselves, and they can go, what the hell was Chris talking about? He's an idiot that's fine I'm
1: good with that. <laughs> they may oh, not yeah. need to read the
0: article. <laughs> yeah if you think I'm already an idiot don't bother reading it because you know you already know <laughs>
1: um, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty much it it might be a shorter episode this week
0: yeah 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 I um i, I do apologize i I've been up since uh, four thirty this morning I'm on my third coffee and um
1: are you talking I'll, to people on this thing yeah, just... no, I'm
0: doing a lot of talking. It's a it's a strategic alliance summit. It's a lot of networking and bits and pieces. That's and right. Hopefully, I'll get on a few podcasts around the world. Um, there's nobody else from New Zealand. A few Aussies there, or one at least one Kiwi that's living in Aussie at the moment. Um,
1: but it yeah. always surprises me with those things. You're like, okay, any other Kiwis here? Yes, no? Okay.
0: Well, there might be, but I haven't seen any yet.
1: Yeah, no, um, they'd be they will be hiding somewhere, probably lurking. <laughs> Lurking in the background, uh, so that's pretty much it. We are doing some work with the Misty Flicks helping out with the film festival. Yep,
0: later this month. So, absolutely, if you're in the area in, in the Waikato, um, organize to get to the Misty Flicks 24th, 25th, 26th of um, of November. Um, twenty fifth basically is the main day, yeah. so yeah, you don't there's really
1: so many other days film festivals on a eh? like in general i just saw one did you see the mental health one no the mental health film festival is coming up this week or next week i think it is might be in raglan so they've got like nine movies i think it is all centered around mental health in That's new zealand
0: cool. yeah the, the the Rotorua one's the same day as the misty Flex.
1: Uh, oh wow well, yeah. same weekend
0: which is a bit of a shame but anyway bit of miscommunication there maybe
1: oh well very good uh until next time i'm sam i'm chris see ya
0: bye hope you enjoy the show make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week don't forget to tell your friend